0: Investors need to step up and be a lot more intentional about funding diverse startups. There is a huge amount of money being left on the table, billions and billions of dollars by not funding diverse startups.
1: Welcome to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophoris. The numbers are staggering. Just 2.2% of all investor dollars go to women-led startups. My guest today is working to change that. Allison Capen is CEO of Women Who Tech, a nonprofit that helps fund female-led startups in the tech space. She is also the co-founder of the annual Women's Startup Challenge, and I'm delighted to have Allison on the podcast with me today. Hi, Allison. Hi, thank you for having me. I am intrigued by women start the Women's Startup Challenge. It's in its fourth year, is that right? Uh, yes, it is. And talk to me about um, why you started this back in, in 2015, and what is it exactly? Sure. So we launched the Women's
0: Startup Challenge in partnership with Craig Newmark, who is the founder of Craigslist, and Craig Newmark Philanthropies. And we have one goal, which is to shake up a culture and economy that's made it exceedingly difficult for women entrepreneurs to raise capital and I'll give you an example so 2 years ago a study came out that only 2.2% of women-led startups were funded and a year later, that number hasn't changed. So for the past two years, we've been talking about this problem about the lack of funding for diverse startups and the numbers aren't budging. And that really was the catalyst for starting the Women's Startup Challenge.
1: Why do you think that is? Why are female-led startups having such a tough time getting seed money?
0: So I think that there's a couple of issues here. The first one is that the gatekeepers of the investor world tend to be men and white men, and they tend to fund people in their network. So if the people in their network tend to be other men who look like them, who think like them, are launching products um, that were similar to them when they were um, having their own startups, that is who they tend to fund. And so right now, there is only about 11 to 13% of the investor world um, is comprised of women investors. That number is growing um, every year. But it's not making a, a big dent in in terms of the funding for women-led startups. And frankly, I don't think it should be on women investors to come in and solve this problem. It's an investor world problem. And frankly, male investors need to step up and be a lot more intentional about funding diverse startups. There is a huge amount of money being left on the table, billions and billions of dollars, by not funding diverse startups and having them not expand their pipeline. Playing.
1: have you found that when f- female-led startups go before some of these VC firms um, that they are asked different questions than they would if, if they were male founders of the company um, do you feel like they're treated differently in any way has that been your personal experience I definitely
0: think that they have been treated differently. And as a matter of fact, two years ago, we did a very large study on this issue where we spoke with almost a 1,000 founders and women in tech um, that were both men and women uh, about their experiences uh, of raising funding. And we found out that for women founders who were harassed, which was about 40 percent, In the study, 77% experienced sexist harassment, and out of that, 45% experienced sexual harassment. And then if we dug in even more into those numbers, 65% who experienced um, sexist uh, harassment were propositions for sex in exchange for funding.
1: What? Wait, these, numbers, these numbers are crazy. Can we just repeat that for yeah. the listeners? What, what is the overall number here? These are, these are women who have, who have startups and they're looking for funding. That's what, where this survey is coming from? Exactly. Okay, tell exactly. us those numbers just one more time, Allison. Yep, absolutely.
0: So about 40% of women founders experienced harassment. Seventy. Well, 76- yeah. percent just general harassment. Okay. Okay. And then 77% of those women who experienced harassment identified it as sexist harassment.
1: Okay. Can and, we get a little – I want to drill down a little bit. Yeah, What absolutely. does – what constitutes harassment? Did they get really specific in the survey? Did you give them some options?
0: Exactly. So we gave them options. So once the 40% – said that they experienced harassment. Then we followed up with questions, great, what kind of harassment did Mm -hmm. you experience? Mm -hmm. Was it sexist harassment? Was it sexual harassment? Was it political harassment? Was it uh, racist harassment? So 77% said they experienced sexist harassment. 45% said that they experienced sexual harassment. And 65% who said that they were sexually harassed they were propositions for sex in exchange for funding.
1: I just, wow, okay. And I wonder if it's the, the setting in which this is taking place. Sometimes these meetings are small. They're behind closed doors with, with, um, with people who are looking to invest. Perhaps it's over a lunch or a dinner, and, and I don't know if, if that's where they feel... These, these sorts of behaviors can be cultivated, but nevertheless, this is really, really disturbing. You said that one of the types of harassment was sexist harassment. What, what does that look like?
0: So sexist harassment can look like you as a woman are being treated a lot differently than a man is in terms of raising money. So um, you could be discounted um, simply just for for being a woman. You could be asked about... um, Hey, I know that you are that you've launched this company and you are raising funding right now. Are you married? Are you planning on having children in the future? Mm-hmm. When do you plan on having children? Like that would never be asked mm-hmm. by a man. And in fact, in our survey, when we actually asked men um, if they had experienced sexist harassment, I think it was about ten percent mm. of men that said that they'd experienced that. Um, counter that with the forty percent of women who said that they, I'm sorry, 77% of the women who said that they experienced that. And by the way, when we were talking about um, the 65% who said that they were sexually harassed and were propositioned for funding um, in exchange, 0% of men said that that happened to
1: them. Wow. I mean, if that that doesn't happen, yeah, that's a stark difference. I'm curious if you or someone else has surveyed the VC firms, uh, you know, why don't they give more of their money to female-led startups? Is there a trust issue? Um, you know, I'm I'm just curious. So the feedback that we have
0: gotten from the VC firms, and we've spoken with many as well as angel investors, is they say that it's a pipeline issue, that they don't have enough women-led startups in their pipeline, and frankly. We do not think that that is true. They may have a personal pipeline issue. That is probably very real, but... In terms of the overall sector, there is a growing amount of women led startups. And, like, I'll just give you an example. Um, we're on year four of our Women's Startup Challenge. We have access to nearly 3,000 women led startups that have applied to our Women's Startup Challenges. So, it's really about intention. If it is the goal of an angel investor or a VC firm to fund diverse startups, then The startups are out there, but they have to be intentional about reaching them and recruiting them, working with groups like Women Who Tech, working with groups like Women 2.0, working with investment firms like Backstage Capital. We all have access to this incredible network, and so it's up to the VC firms to just be a lot more intentional. And like I said before, they're leaving billions of dollars on the table by not funding these startups.
1: You know, that 2.2% number that we've been talking about a lot, that just 2.2% of the VC money out there is going to women-led startups, is that a fair number, given that this really isn't apples to apples, right? Because there are a lot more, just on its face, male-led startups than there are female-led startups
0: yep that's definitely a great point but it's not like there are three uh, percent <laughs> of startups that are women led it's actually uh, about 30 okay. percent of startups that are, are women led so those numbers are, are 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 dismal they're terrible and there's no reason for it
1: do the numbers get even worse dare I ask for uh, for minorities what if you're absolutely. a black female led startup
0: absolutely so I was uh, just about to raise that, so for women of color, the statistics are are far more dismal if you can believe it, so about zero point two percent of startup funding has gone to black women founders in the last couple of years. But if we take a look back historically from like 2007 to about 2017, that number is like 0.0006%.
1: Wow. Yeah, there is certainly work to be done, Allison. You know, the numbers show that the return on investment for a female-led tech company is higher than a company that has all-male teams. Is this a survey that, that you conducted or, or, or someone else? There's been a few surveys
0: out there. So the Kaufman Foundation has done a lot of research on this, and they found that private technology companies led by women are much more capital efficient, achieving 35% higher return on investment when venture-backed, um, 12% higher revenue than startups run by men. Um, in ter- terms of first-round capital, when they looked at their own portfolio, they also found that women-founded companies out Outperformed the male-founded companies in their portfolio by 63%.
1: So when you say founded, meaning the female, okay, she founded the company. Is she then CEO? Has she taken on a C-suite type role within the company? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, so that is pretty impressive. Uh, why do you think the ROI is so much higher for for these women-led companies? Because traditionally you hear... That women, especially when it comes to investing in their own personal lives, take on less risk than men do?
0: So, I think that a lot of this boils down to there's a lot less resources, financial resources, for women led startups. And so, you have no choice that if you are going to make it as a women led startup, you have no choice but to really work with the leanest resources. And find a way to thrive. And this proves that, that women-led startups are much more capital efficient because, frankly, they have to be. They mm-hmm. have no choice if they are going to launch a startup and, and survive.
1: Now, you launched, we've, we've said, the, the Women's Startup Challenge in 2015. During that time, uh, you funded companies in a number of different uh, sectors, uh, health sciences, fashion, uh, security, uh, a lot of others. What have the results been so far? How have things uh, changed since you started? Uh, and and how many of the companies that you helped fund are still in business?
0: So that's a great question. I think one of the the greatest assets of our program has been our impact showing that when you are intentional about working with women-led startups and providing resources and capital and opening up investor networks, women-led startups thrive. So 81% are still in business from our program. 84% have raised funding. And about... 90% 90% have gone on to establish major partnerships with with corporations like snap and amazon and sony and uh, so many corporations mm-hmm. so it's it's one of the the few programs out there that is really showing the VC community that if you are intentional about supporting women-led startups, like I said, through capital and resources, women-led startups will thrive.
1: That's a really impressive um impressive list there of of how the companies have gone on uh, to really do well, because we know how difficult it is to be a startup, male, female, or otherwise, and and a number of them do go under. So that's a great track record. You partnered with uh, some big names, uh, LinkedIn, Google, for this uh, startup challenge. What role do they play in all of this?
0: So when we partner with the companies like Google and LinkedIn, we typically co-host these women's startup challenges. As I said kind of earlier in our conversation, one of the biggest priorities that we have for these women-led startups is to showcase them to VCs and to the larger tech community and being able to, to partner with LinkedIn, Mozilla, Microsoft, and all of these um, major tech companies is so key for us to open up those investor networks. And so that's why we've been very intentional about partnering with those companies.
1: Tell me a little bit about your background, Allison, and how you, come, you, you came to, to Women in Tech and to also start up the challenge. Where, where, what industry did you come from?
0: So I actually run a digital agency called Rad Campaign, and we incubate Women Who Tech inside the agency. Um, we've been doing that um, you know, since day one because we really believe in solving this problem. And frankly, we just weren't seeing it done by many in the space. And so we made the choice that we were going to to launch the women's startup challenge and we were going to put all of our agencies' support behind it and and we haven't looked back. Um, we're, we're completely volunteer run and um, I have to say as um, a volunteer run organization our numbers are incredibly impressive.
1: So in a national poll you found that sixty percent of respondents agree that tech is not being leveraged to address America's top concerns, and I guess one of them being health care. Uh, what role should tech be taking in, in providing solutions?
0: So it's been, you know, we definitely have seen a surge in tech companies taking on health tech. And I think one of the things that that we're that we're still not finding is is the, the 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 key solutions to solving healthcare um not just in this country but around the world and so we're very interested in working with startups and social enterprises that are tackling this problem, but particularly from a diverse lens. I think oftentimes when we look at some of the, the bigger health tech startups, they, they tend to be run by men. And so I think it's, if we're truly going to solve the healthcare problem around the world, then we need to bring diverse perspectives to the table to do that.
1: Alison Capon of Women in Tech. Uh, thanks so much for joining us and continued success. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophorus. Be sure to rate, review and share this podcast and remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode.